0: 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: All right. What is up, y'all? We are live, getting my boy Nevada in here. We are cranking up. What are you guys up to today? For the game, go ahead and leave some comments for me. Send the this invite right quick. Take you guys right into the film studio, baby. All right, let's see what are we up to. Okay, film studio time. Let's see. We want that defense. Let's see if this defense is up to boys, boys and girls. There we go. We got it booted up. What are you guys up to today? Got the chat going. All right. What is up, y'all? Head fireway fire away with those comments. See what's going on. Got the. Uh, what's up, y'all? What are you guys doing for the game? Shout it out. Where are you guys watching from? Uh, what do you guys want to see? A little defense here. Uh, I wish Jack Sawyer would start. He's not starting yet, but he's usually in on the second drive. So, got Nevada coming in now. Let me add him. What is up, my man? We just started off. We got a little I bit get- of uh, All-22 going. We are live right now. I uh, got the chat going. I love it. So, yeah, we're cranked up. So, how do you feel about the Wisconsin game, Nevada?
2: I-, I think this game's been played before. I mean, haven't we played this game against them where Wisconsin comes in? You know, big running game, gotta stop the bat, and we, and we just kick the living heck out of them. Isn't that how yeah. this game plays
1: out? Yeah, I feel like it's uh, you know these teams that can't really do anything other than run the ball, they really have trouble when we get when we get ahead by you know fourteen to twenty one. It's almost like it's they're chasing and it's like game over. But you know it's just one of those things where we're gonna have to make sure we do the right thing. I mean they're they're missing their left tackle, which is huge. Um, I don't know. But I, uh, I'm really excited about tonight. Uh, they're wearing my favorite jerseys, the black jerseys, which you probably hate. But as you know, I wear black every day, so it's literally my favorite jersey. Wait a second. Um, I
2: probably hate, dude, I'm like Mr. Special Jersey. I love the special jerseys. I'm oh, all really? About the, I'm all about the special jerseys.
1: What's your favorite special jersey that they've ever worn?
2: I think the all whites.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, yeah,
2: I like those a lot. But I'm, I'm watching Wake Forest and Clemson right now. It's 35-35, ten minutes to go. Uh, Clemson cannot stop Wake Forest.
3: Absolutely really? cannot
2: stop. Yeah, cannot stop them. The Michigan game kind of got out of whack there a little bit, but Wake Forest is. Uh, I'm talking. Wake Forest is going to beat Clemson today.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I had to. Since I'm going, I'm heading to the stadium in an hour. I had to go get a workout. And it's like so I'm be eating pretzel pretzel bread in the in your little area, so I'm going to be uh, I had to burn some of that off. I had to get a little deficit going before I went in there and have me some, some ice-cold beers. You know? Yeah,
2: well, well, Ohio State's, you know, like I said, it, oh, Wake force long pass down this one yard line. Yeah, so I think, you know, Ohio State today, you know, they're going to be a little shorthanded. It sounds like uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba's probably out, but I think, and, and Denzel Burke's out, but everybody else seems to be a go unless something happens at the last minute. Um, this... I, I think the crowd noise is going to be a factor too. I think I think the crowd's going to be cranked so. up, and I think you know that makes it tough on an offense, and especially an offense like that where you're you know trying to slow the game down, go long counts, run the ball. Uh, I think the crowd's going to become a factor, and I, I I I think the Ohio State defense is going to put on a uh, is going to put on a virtuoso performance tonight. I really do.
1: Yeah, I think missing that left tackle is a big deal, especially you're going to have a guy who hasn't probably played much uh in that crowd noise versus jack sawyer um you know but yeah this is uh college football football in general is just the best because i I love nfl football as much as college which might might be in the minority but i love nfl football too but like football fall is the greatest time of the year by far it's just amazing and i enjoy every second of it because we're already like four we're gonna be through four games already by the end of the night and that's just insane how fast it goes you know
2: yeah, well, as you get older, the seasons go faster for sure. I mean, I can remember Jackson Smith and Jigwood just being a being a guy, and now, like you said, he's four games through, probably his final season at Ohio State. And you know, it's uh, the time goes quick. You gotta you enjoy everyone. I take no game for granted. Um, and these big games, these big night games, especially, uh, are fun. I mean, this is this is going to be a it's going to be a fun matchup. I mean, it's, it's a great it's a great. You know, measuring stick for Ohio State. It's a great measuring stick for Ryan Day and and for Jim Knowles. You know, where are we at defensively? You know, yeah, you know, how good have we made strides from last year? You know, can we handle some bully ball? Because we're going to see
1: it tonight, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to see it tonight in, in spades. That's for sure. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I think it's going to be a uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You know, I I I'm hoping that Jack gets off tonight and gets his gets that performance. He's, you know that that multiple sack game that we've been looking for and. You know, uh, like I said, when you're going against a backup man and this kind of environment, this kind of pressuring game, there's never a better time to put some pressure on the guys.
2: Yeah, well, what, what, what tell me, what type of blitz packages gave you the most trouble? When you were playing it, what teams gave you the most trouble as, a, as an offensive lineman, and, and what, what what didn't you like to see?
1: You know, generally, like, I, you know, Michigan State, like, D'Antonio stuff was always hard, but their players weren't very good, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't, like, super difficult. Plus, we like, we were so used to it because a lot of the stuff that Jim Haycock ran was really close to what D'Antonio ran. So, But, like, you know, his stuff was always hard. He was super aggressive. You know, it was, it was funny because you talk about that double A-gap blitz, which is your favorite blitz, where um, if I just had to, like, draw it up here, it's kind of like, uh, let me get my pen out. Um, it'd be like if, you know, you have your end, your tackle, tackle, end, and then you walk up your two backers in the A-gap. That was, you know, and take these guys out of the picture, and then put everybody man to man across the board. You probably put him there, there, there. Um, that was Mark D'Antonio's only call in two minute drill. He would literally bring six every single time, and he would play press man. And you know, it was like, get rid of the ball, you're you're gonna die if you go empty. So it was always real interesting. I love Dino's defense. Um. You know, I mean, Wisconsin was pretty basic. Michigan was pretty basic. Uh, not a ton of exotic blood schemes. I mean, LSU's was decent, but, you know, I, I don't really think it was as much their schemes. It was, you know, they had Glenn Dorsey, who was really good, and Tyson Jackson was overrated. He went third over on the draft, but he wasn't really that good. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, but they, they ran some exotic stuff, but that wasn't the reason why we lost. We are just, you know, we just stunk. But, yeah, you know, Wisconsin, I think, is, they're, they're pretty basic. I remember when we were getting ready to play these guys in 2015 or uh, 2012, Tom Herman thought that they were going to run a rifle blitz, which be, if this was a – imagine this is a four down front. He imagined there was this – he called it the rifle, which was a, a single blitzer off the edge on every single play. So the entire week running scout team, every single play I ran against Wisconsin in 2012 – was a blitz off the edge every single play. And we got to the game against Chris Ash. And Chris Ash was Tom Herman's best man and his best friend, his coordinator at Texas, you know, all that. And uh, he didn't blitz a single time. So, you know, that was like the interesting thing in 2012 is like we always were trying to guess what teams were going to run against Urban's power spread offense. And we guessed wrong every single week. So it was just funny because these guys finally after about 10 weeks are like, do you guys have any idea what they're going to run? And the sign finally said, no, we have no clue. I mean, there's no, there's no law that says somebody is going to run something ever you know, against you. And that's like the cool thing about football is like you can practice and do walkthroughs and watch tape, but you could get out there and they could run something totally different. And Urban talked about in 20, 2008 um, when they played Oklahoma and they had Sam Bradford, uh, they never saw Oklahoma run an odd 3-4 defense ever in their history and sure enough they get out there and they go odd defense on like the third drive and like Adazio and Dan Mullen had to run down there and you know get on the grease board fix everything and you know because if they don't if they don't fix that and it's a look that they've never practiced against and never seen you know that it could be a you could lose the national championship because of that
2: well you know it's funny because like this week Ohio State's been practicing (sighs) heavy Heavy sets all week. Good, to, good to see you're staying hydrated there, Kirk. It's always, but I love best Dude. is being on the microphone when you're drinking there. You chugging, there. You chugging Chug- on the microphone. It's because I got, I got, the, I got,
1: Yeah, I know. All the, I apologize. If everybody's listening to me drink water, but man, all I'm the person.
2: fans that are out there be like, oh my oh. god, please, please, Kirk, please make him stop. Please make him stop oh. drinking water on things like. Uh. <laughs> uh.
1: I got, I got oh. to stay in shape, man, because if I, if I keel over, someone's going to run these podcasts for us, you know?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I think, I think it'd be worth it to have you keel over than have to listen to that one more time.
1: Oh, God. But, uh, You're probably right.
2: You know, Ohio State, you know, Wisconsin's not going to come out and trick you offensively today. They're just not. We know what they're going to do. Um, and it's like, so I think from, they're just, they're so basic offensively. You know, Ohio State's going to come out in that bare front, they're going to load it up. They're going to stop the run, and, and I, I think the only thing that Wisconsin could do would maybe throw a little bit on early downs. So if you're Wisconsin, what do you expect to see out of Wisconsin? I expect I don't expect to see anything tricky. I think they're going to line it up and try to run it, and just try to see if they're if they're tougher than we are.
1: Hang on, I had to unmute my microphone because I just chugged my elect, my electrolyte. Oh my, uh, oh my god! Post workout, state, but you didn't you, you didn't hear it that time. So it's oh, like two, two liters of water. But I uh, I mean. I don't know, man. It's it's got to be tough because you got to think they're going to play coverage because good God, they're down three DBs. So you got to help those guys. I mean, it's kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul with, with what you're trying to do against Ohio State because I I think you want Ohio State to run the ball against you. I, mean, I think that's the uh, the optimal thing. Here's here's Jack playing some. You know, this guy. I think this counts as a sack for Jack. I don't know. This is uh this is an interesting one. He doesn't. You know, he gets pressure here, but he doesn't. Does he get a piece of him? Or is the guy? I think the guy. It looks like the guy trips over his tackle. Was a little bit of a cheap shot on uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste. But, yeah, here Jack's actually playing DN for, like, the, you know, one of the few times where he's not in a stand-up. Uh, going against the right tackle. Nice move. Baby Mike Vick is going. But this is Tyleek, man. This It's funny because Tyleek doesn't get in the sack, but this is literally all Tyleek. So, it's funny. Tyleek is actually blitzing a kid named Vinny Scurry. He went to my high school. He's a Perry Panther. Great kid. Better high school player than I was, but not a better college player than I was, but really good kid. But Ty Leek, I mean, makes this whole thing. And this is what we need tonight. This is what, this is why Ty Leek needs to be our starting three technique. Watch this. Cause I don't see this out of the other guys that we play at three technique. You know, and, and granted, yeah, you know, this is against a kid that's at Toledo. This isn't BMR, Georgia, but, you know, that's great explosion. And I mean, he literally pushes the guard into the quarterback and sacks the quarterback. And I think that they give Jack credit cause he's closest maybe, but. I and mean, that's all Tyleek, man. And I mean, this is this is a miserable situation when you're a guard and you got a guy like Tyleek, who's one of these big, rare, explosive dudes who can just jack a guard up into the quarterback. So you guys that are in here watching, uh, you can leave us questions in the chat. Shout out, where are you guys from? What are you guys doing for the game? Uh, I love Middletown Middies, baby. I love it. I think that's the home of John Peterson and Chris Carter. So love it. Oh, and he's got some pizza and some beer. Talking about it. Love it. All right. Uh, Nevada, what are you doing for the game? Just game threading it up with me?
2: I'm game threading it up. I'm, I've, I bet a couple of props already. I've got the uh, Marvin Harrison prop. I, I believe it's over 83 and a half yards. And I've got the uh, Emeka prop over 62 and a half yards. And I uh, was thinking about betting the, the Trey Henderson line, but they, they've got Trey Henderson at 73 and a half yards. Tempted to go over. But with Ohio State, the way, you know, because I think the, the run's going to be there all night. I think they're going to be giving the, putting that shell out there, just seeing if they, if Ryan Day can somehow stick with the run. You know, I, I love the, uh, the t shirt at the Cleveland Browns Steelers game, you know, just run the ball, Kevin. It's like, just run the ball, Ryan. Um, but I just, I don't know if I trust them to run it enough because I think Trey Henderson and mine should both go crazy tonight. And, um, so 73 and a half seems like, you know, I don't know. It just seems like that's the number you got to go over on that number, but I just don't trust him yet. So I, I can't I haven't pulled the trigger on that one. But with the, uh, with the situation with Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'm taking the other two wide receivers over. And I think they'll go over easily.
1: what do you think of this Toledo quarterback? No, I, I agree with you. I think the biggest thing with Trey is like, you know, he's got to start playing through some of these nagging injuries. Cause he really, you know, he he's been dinged up a lot. And I'm telling you, man, you got to, you got to get some of that warrior and just say F it and play through these little dings and these little ankles and tape it up because, you know, I mean, we're going to need him eventually. We're not going to need him. I mean, I get it if you, if you sit out against Toledo and some of these other squads, but, you know, we need him to start finishing some of these games on his own accord as opposed to walking to the locker room after a quarter. Um, I think that he also, you know, I, that, that prop – Again, this is why I'm a terrible gambler, because I could go either way well, no, on that.
2: Well, no, but but let's, just... let's, go, let's go back to that one just for a second. Which, which games has he taken himself – I mean, I forget the Toledo game that was seven, 77 points that he took himself out of. What other game... the has he pulled himself out of other big games? And maybe I don't notice it, but has he pulled himself out of other big games?
1: Well, I mean, he, he, I mean, he played like one drive against Toledo, so it wasn't 77 to nothing yet.
2: Well, I mean, it was but Toledo. I mean,
1: like... I mean, it, it was Toledo. Yeah, I get it, but I mean – you know he's 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 starting. A li- you know he, he shouldn't have all these lingering injuries. Like that's that's my just my biggest issue with him right now is like he's got to start finishing some of these games. You know after a quarter. You know even if it wow. is Toledo, like he was out after one drive.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know. I just I just I, I kind of feel like maybe if they'd have done with that that with Jackson Smith and Jugman stuck stuck with his. uh play count that maybe he'd be playing this week but i digress well jackson jackson
1: uh, shouldn't have played at all i mean he's got a hamstring
2: that's a totally well, different this, deal well but this is that's the, the point is if you feel anything nag, if you feel any twinge any tweak any role against toledo i don't care where when it is pre-game post-game mid-game first quarter first drive you got to take yourself out of the game and that's why I, I have no trouble with whomever taking themselves out of that game earlier not playing at all like it, you know i i For Jackson, Jackson Smith had a 15-game, or excuse me, a 15-
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But MiniHealth understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
2: Play script. He got tweaked on Play 23. And for me, that's like, that probably shouldn't happen.
1: But, that's, neg- you know? that's negligent and it's stupid. I'm I sorry. Just- like, I mean, that guy shouldn't Jackson shouldn't have even practiced this week. There's no reason he could. I mean, he's the point where he should be like Julio Jones and just dress on. If you really need him, dress him on Saturday. But I have no idea why he did anything Toledo week. I have no idea why he dressed against Toledo. He played like maybe two series against Toledo, and then he got hurt in practice. So it's like, well, there's nothing I, worse. Yeah but, for,
2: yeah, but I don't. I don't have a problem with him playing. I, I mean, I, I, you know, the seasons are over quickly. These guys, you can't put them in bubble wrap the whole time. You got to play. But if you have a thing, you're like, you're on a pitch count. Then at least stick to the pitch count. You know what I'm saying? Like no. that for me was just I, I haven't said a lot about that, but it I made mean, it bothered me a little bit that that happened. But you know, hey, we'll see. We'll we'll see this week. I think uh, I think I, I just think that this game. You know, I know people are, are scarred by some of the games against Wisconsin, some of these these other close games. But I just don't think this one's going to be close. And I I could be wrong. And I can be sitting there, and you know. I mean, I didn't. Now, frankly, I didn't think the Notre Dame game was going to be close either. So I'm, I'm not probably the best uh, prognosticator on this one. But I just, I, I, have, I just have a feeling that Ohio State's going to come out and make this one-dimensional team even more one-dimensional. And, uh, you know, if, if Ohio State runs the ball, if they actually run the ball against the Trojans, it will force Wisconsin to come up and and play play the run, and then they can take those deep shots over the top, beat those. Uh, you know the a, a really diminished Wisconsin back. I I think that he's going to go the other way though. I think he's going to come out and pass and set up the run and you know that can be a little wonky sometimes. So you know I'm a little hesitant, but I I, I don't I picked the score. I think I picked forty forty two seven. I think is what I picked, and I'm sticking with that. You know here are a few hours before the game, nothing nothing I've heard or seen changed my mind. I think uh, I think Ohio State rolls big.
1: I'm just going to do my standard 42-21 because I just. You know, if we get up and they put the backups in and they give a give up a touchdown or too late, you know, it's I don't know. I don't the thing about Wisconsin it's interesting because you you know you talk about people being scarred by Wisconsin. When's the last time they beat us? Twenty was it literally twenty ten? The well, game up I, there. I I
2: remember one of the few games that I've ever seen. Ohio, I mean, I, I've seen Ohio State play hundreds of times, and one of the few games that I've seen where they lost was uh, when Teddy Ginn returned his first punt for a touchdown against oh, wisconsin yeah that was, an 04, year,
1: that, that was the first game that i played in that was a long
2: time that was a long time that's when I, I remember that but it, that stuff dies hard you know what i'm saying that you uh, you remember the uh the losses i remember the 3 the oh three loss at night uh, the lee evans uh, move on uh on chris gamble and uh that that was that that stayed god. with me as well but you know
1: my god it's, i mean that was 20 years ago I mean, it's 2022. And, and I I, mean, and I, and I think and I think <laughs> Ryan Reynolds
2: was Ryan Reynolds was framed. He framed. No. It he, he was Rob. Framed.
1: Ryan Reynolds Rob. Is de- <laughs> Ryan's Deadpool. <laughs> I like Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool's <laughs> one of the great movies ever. It was it one of the, one the first good. rated the first rated R Marvel movie. and It was fantastic. I wish Venom yeah, was rated R.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. No, that was good. Well, where Ryan Rob, whatever Reynolds, he was he was framed. I don't
1: think he actually did it. So this was this was an interesting thing, and this is why I think we—I don't know if we'll see bear. I went back and looked through Jim Knowles' like entire history at Duke and Oklahoma State, and I've never seen him run bear. But this is kind of like a a precursor because you've got three ends on the field, like you've got Javante exactly. playing the jack, you've got JT, and you've got Tyler Friday. I think they're trying to get Tyler Friday more involved because he didn't really do much the first couple of weeks. But here you got your nose, and if you just, you know, bump if you just bump an end in to here and you bump an end in to here, you already have a stand-up guy, and then you put you know, you basically you put steel over here. Um, it's close, you know? I mean it's really close. Or you could, you know, if you bring in another D tackle and sub out one of the safeties, then you you got the whole thing. You could put a tackle here, you could put your end here, and then you could put like Jack and and Javante or or whoever, um, I think JT Toomla would be a really good three technique in the bear. But again, it just, you know, it depends on if Jim Noles wants to bust that out. I always think it's a good idea to bust it out. Every team we've gone against is busted out the bear. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to jar up the ghosts of Bud Foster in 2014, but they've been doing it. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, uh, here's... the only
2: the, the only the only question I have on that is that looks like that funnel pressure package where we you're bringing it from the outside, and doesn't that leave the, the middle of the field wide open for Wisconsin right there to run straight
1: up the gut? Uh, uh, in the, in this look, yes. Um. Maybe I mean, I sure, mean, yeah, it it, I mean here goes sure. here goes here goes here goes the quarterback. I mean if you if you're going against Michael Vick you might be worried about it because this kid was no. But I, I'm just worried about the handing the ball off. I just hope you don't you know like what well, I liked it, well, in practice is when,
2: it was when they've lined the, that guy up there that stand <sighs> up and he's on he's on the inside and not on the outside so much because I I think you've got to take away that inside run from Wisconsin because that's, well, I, that's I don't bread I, and bread th- bread and butter for those.
1: I, th- guys. I think if you I don't think Wisconsin is going to be in this formation much, but I, I think that they're going to have a tight end in and they're going to be in their. They're heavier set, but I I just think this would be suicide against Wisconsin. There's no way you're gonna leave it. You're gonna have a super wide nine and a zero. That'd be insane. Uh, you, you know, ideally with a bear, you'd have a tackle in here. You'd have your extra D lineman in, and then uh you could either play him as a five, or you could play him here, and then you could have a stand up guy. You know, so if you just delete him, put him there, and then bump Javante in, and have him, or I mean, you you could really play a choke if you want. I mean this. This is actually pretty close to bear defense. Um, you know, because generally you'll play a safety here choked on the tight end, which a choke means he's literally pressed man on the tight end and outside. Uh, you'd have your tackle here, your nose here, nose here. And, and this would be usually a stand up like a, this would be like a Sam linebacker. So, I mean, that's why I like bear because it's, it's ultra aggressive. You stand up and end. You stand up your Sam, so this could be – or you know, it could be Steel. I mean, Steel would be good at it. Jack Sawyer would be good at it. Uh, you know, the thing is, is, you know, we've got – if you ran three defensive ends, two D tackles, if you made this – you know, ideally in a perfect world, I would make this Mike Hall. I'd make this 51. I'd make this Leek, And then I, I, I'd make this JT, you know. And then you put – you know, you put Jack Sawyer, and then you put Steele. Over here, you know, and I, I, I think that would be fantastic. Something, um, we ran a pressure package. My favorite press pressure package of all time in 2019 was with, uh, it was Halfley stuff. We had, um, we had Baron Browning, who is I don't know if you guys follow the Broncos at all, but he's been fantastic. And they've converted him to a defensive end. He was on one edge, and then you put Chase here. So yeah, these two guys raced into the quarterback and then you know, you put your you know, y- your best pressure guys on the inside here. You know, you had you had uh um Devon Hamilton and you know, you had those really good D tackles we had back then and uh that was ferocious. I mean that was really a pain in the butt to go against and you know, we but we had those good corners I and mean, that was when we had Okuda in and our net and, and Sean Wade and Jordan Fuller playing high safety. I mean it was uh it was good stuff, so you know, well how much how much Taraja Mitchell do you think we see today I don't think any or maybe a little bit but I mean I just don't you know I mean I mean he hasn't has he played linebacker at all other than like deep in the game and we're up by five touchdowns yeah You just I mean, wonder I, you know is,
2: is, is this the day that we play three linebackers
1: and if we do is it taraja or, or is it
2: is it Cody Simon you know I mean like like well two, two steps into that third third here, linebacker look
1: here, here's my thing because you know with, with with this so this is this is a great picture of the jack defense right here so here's the jack Jack Sawyer it's funny the jack is actually a jack Jack Sawyer so you know playing this jack position essentially is kind of like playing it's like playing three like a defensive tackle and a linebacker put together because you're not as deep as a linebacker and you're not as you're not on the line like a d tackle but you basically play like a like a, a hybrid three technique and I know that because I've literally watched hours of Jim Knowles clinic tape to know how he explains the Jack. So, you know, he's generally reading this guard, but I think that like playing this, if you asked me who I'd put in as the third linebacker, as the Sam linebacker who's on the ball, which, you know, when I played Bobby Carpenter was a really good Sam linebacker. He's a bigger guy, six, three ish, six, four ish, heavy guy. I'd put, I'd put Jack Sawyer in as the third linebacker and have him, because the third linebacker generally is the guy who's pressed on the edge against the tight end and a guy that can set the edge. And, like, I mean, Jack's 265, but, you know, you're not asking him to to play coverage. You're asking him to – you know, you'd have him in there on rundowns. You know, he's not going to be running with the tight end and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, you'd have to help him there. But, I mean, if, if you want a guy who's big and can set the edge, I'd play – you know, I'd play our best guys. I mean, I put our, our – I think our – you know, if you give me our the top 11, I think Zach Harrison and I think – uh, JT and I think Jack Sawyer are three of our best 11, you know, interior wise, I think it's Mike Hall and Ty Leek, and then, you know, steel uh, Tommy. And then, you know, you pick your, your guys in the back end, your four guys in the back. Um, but that's is my opinion. Like, I mean, cause again, Jack, Jack Sawyer is athletic enough to play. He literally would just play right here. Like where a Sam linebacker would play right on the edge. Uh, you know, if you set like an under front, you know, which again we haven't really done you put a nose here you put a three technique here delete him um and then the rest kind of stays the same and then you put jt over here put zach harrison over here and then you just you know you fill in your other linebackers in the gaps you'd put you know you put mike you put this tommy eichenberg and you put your will right here um that's just my opinion again like if you said Kirk, gun to your head what would you do to stop wisconsin's run put jack sawyer at sam now i don't know if, if that's insanity but I'd do that. I'd run bear. Um, I, I think you could run some of this Jack stuff. The Jack stuff's really good against the counter runs because Jim Knowles like cut his teeth having to stop Oklahoma's counter when they had Kyler Murray and Jalen hurts and guys that were like, you know, four, five, four, four, four three guys. Uh, and they would run, you know, their, their counter play. They, you know, they, they down block, down block, back block, pull, kick him pull you know, they pull their one of their three hundred and eighty pound tackles, Orlando Brown or Cody Ford, um, and they would uh they would read it, you know, so they would read this guy. So if this guy would close, this guy, the 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 running back, if he would close and chase the running back, this was Kyler Murray, who's you know, one of the fastest players in the country, number one pick. If this guy would run with the running back, he would pull it and he'd be out. <laughs> so well, I mean you how got much, for- how much
2: how much quarterback run do you think we'll see out of Wisconsin tonight?
1: none i mean i you hope if so. they it, i mean with graham mertz i hope they run it with him that'd be amazing you know yeah, i mean i, I mean because I mean, after seeing after seeing this guy i mean because i i thought i mean if, if this guy wanted to if this guy wanted a scholarship to ohio state for next season i'd take him tomorrow <laughs> you know because that, that guy i thought this guy was really good you know but yeah, that's just i, just, I just i'm
2: always i'm always worried about the quarterback run even when it's slow guys i mean we've we've let really slow quarterbacks run on us before and it, it seems like we always have trouble against the quarterback run and the uh the, it, it'd be interesting to see how much they uh, wisconsin tries to do that time
1: well i mean to his little brother i mean he had a couple nice runs against michigan and then you had uh you had some other guy you know some other stuff i mean i mean mccarthy from michigan can run and i'm telling you it is you know, I, the more I watch these NFL teams, and you know, it's like I, I said. Well, I was texting you last week, and J- Aaron Rodgers ran. He's thirty-nine years old. He's making sixty million dollars, and yeah, you know, they ran a, a read option. Like, but like, look at this. You know, this is absurd. It, like, it,
2: wait, if you want to hear something funny, we we actually bet. We had we had a bet on Aaron Rodgers on his running prop against the Bears because he always runs against the Bears, and uh, oh, so that man. was that was great. To actually bet on an Aaron Rodgers running proposition,
1: and. uh, cash that money that was uh that was nice that's tasty well it's like look you're covered covered i mean this is as good a coverage as you, it's like these guys are like Velcro to these guys covered you know boxed in you know boxed in good pass rush jt's got him dead to rights right and then you watch this and you're like oh god you know scrambled like look at this boom boom jt's on the ground boom.
0: brain fog insomnia
3: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Boom. Watch this.
1: I mean, you know, and that's, that, I mean, I mean, do you know how, like depressing that is when you're a defense? When, when you have, you have right here, you have like, you look like everything's boxed in perfect coverage, perfect coverage, perfect coverage. Perf, you know, I, I mean, nowhere to go with the ball. If I said, Ken, or Nevada, they're going to get seven yards on this play. you say, you're an idiot. There's no way. Then you hit play, and you're just like, you know, and, and he doesn't take a hit. You know, he's not dropping the shoulder. He's not running power zone read or any other stupid stuff like that. But, you know, that, that's why, like, and again, I know that we're in a different era, and we're in the pocket quarterbacking Ryan Day era, but, like, you know, if we ever play an actual good team that actually has a good quarterback, like Bama, like Bryce Harris, I mean... This, this, this is, you know, this is. you got. I, I,
2: I, have to take this off topic here just for a second. I'm watching the end of the Clemson Wake Forest game right now. It's 38 to 38. Wake Forest punts, has three timeouts left. Clemson has the ball, first and ten on their own 15 yard line. And Wake Forest, they they run, get like four yards, and Clemson or Wake Forest does not stop the clock. And lets the game clock run out, and they're going to go to overtime right now. Why wouldn't you use your timeouts? Call three times from the fifteen.
1: I don't know. You, that's why those guys. You, that's why those guys to make eight million a year, and I don't because they're genius. You I mean you get
2: a, you get a punt, you stop them three times, you make them punt for the fifteen. I mean, realistically, it's not unrealistic at all to think you might get the ball at midfield. So you need the field is, goal to win the game. that's like, just crazy. But anyway, but I the, digress. The,
1: This is a look that we could we could easily see against Wisconsin that really looks like this is really close to bear defense, except instead of having D tackles, you have your linebackers basically playing um, something that, you know, when 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 I coached and played O line like once these guys, once their heels get to the depth of the D lineman, you basically treat these guys in pass protection like they're defensive tackles. Because they basically, they're aligned, like, even though if they're in a two-point stance and it's a linebacker, you got to kind of treat them like they're D-tackles. Because, I mean, they can run the same stunts as a D-tackle on an end. But, like, from behind, if I said, okay, to make bare defense, you have to have a nose guard who's zeroed up, you have that, and you have to have two three-techniques, you have that, and then you've got to have two ends, you have that. And this is literally Jim Knowles' version of bare defense, and then you've got your choke, your choke, your, your man-to-man guy on the tight end. So, I mean, and this is a formation similar to what I'd expect Wisconsin to run, especially when they motion this guy in. You kind of get, like, this heavier, you know, you, you, know, you see your man up here. You see Ronnie Hickman running. Um, but, you know, this is kind of the box. You know, if imagine this is a fullback or this is another tight end. This is kind of what the box is going to look like. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what we do. I love I love Bear defense just because it's something that, you know, if you have – if you can cover. Now, again, you know, if Denzel's out tonight. Like, it looks like he's going to be out. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a little tougher. But, I mean, you know, you can get a lot of pressure and you can get home early. So,
2: yeah. Tommy Eichenberg over under nine tackles tonight.
1: God, I'd say over. Just because I feel like this is a Tommy Eichenberg kind of game. You know, it's just like – and he has been – yeah, you know, if there's a mid-season All-American team, he's probably going to make it. He's just been so productive and he's been, you know, maybe our best player on the entire team. I mean, he's been fantastic. So, um but Well, he's the guy, I, you know,
2: again, mid-season we talked about how much work he put in in the offseason and I and mean, he is a legit high 45 40 guy. Like four five nine, four five eight forty 40 guy and I I posted that and I think a lot of people were like, "Eh, I don't know, white linebacker" you know, I'm not seeing I don't see that type of thing. And boy, he plays like he shot out of a cannon. And um, he plays fast. He plays. I agree with you. I think. I think I, I think I'd go over that as well. I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game. It is his kind of game. You know, he'll be on the field a lot. And uh, you know, I think you know having linebackers like Tommy, those guys that can stop the run. Better you know, equally adept in terms of being able to stop that short passing game. Those guys having that's just such a such a luxury for Ohio State, and you know we've uh, we've been missing that, and it's just uh, it's nice to see it back, and I think it's, it's paying huge dividends for the OSU defense.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that uh, you know, and, and again, like, how do we know that he runs like a, a, a four six? Because I asked people to work at the Woody Hayes that time <laughs> yeah. is bad. So, so, exactly. this isn't like, <laughs> I, we, we, don't don't like we don't like you don't like. Yeah, we don't like we don't like throw dice on the ground and say, oh, okay, uh what is it, Kirk? Okay, we'll start with a four, and then you throw like a six and an eight on the dice, and you're just like, you know, like oh, okay, let's add it up. Like, it's just it, you know, it's just I don't know. Like, we don't. You're all right, I, all right, Ken or Nevada. I'm gonna throw two dice on the ground, and I'm gonna okay. So okay, so I got a four and sixty-eight. So we're good. Like whatever. It's like I don't. Know. It's just like it, it's just silly because like I'm like guys, it's not that isn't like some sort of high tech trade secret, you know, asking what someone's 40 time is like, you know, I mean, unless they're just really, really slow. But I think, you know, with a lot of these guys, it's just like when you see an NFL wide receiver that runs a four, like John Ross, he runs a four one eight and he can't get separation. He's not productive and he's out of the NFL. It's like, you know, I mean, it's all about coaching and how fast these guys play. And it's just amazing. We switch out the linebackers coach. We get Jim Knowles in here and Steele and Tommy look like they're, all Americans like look at this. this is perfection right here like look Jack Sawyer sets the edge on the tackle you know perfect you know falls back into it you know so when he sets his edge the wall's there you got Tommy flying you got Steele doing his job doing his job doing his job box this run and there's nowhere to go you know Steel's fighting over the top nowhere to go and and Jack falls back into the tackle but this is I mean I mean Jack Sawyer has been a champion every single week. He might be the highest graded guy yeah, on the defense, another, other than l- Tommy.
2: Let me, let me correct you. That I think that offside penalty that second week cost him his
1: champion thing. You can't, can't no give you a champion. Fir- no, it was the first week. You're right. Yeah, no, I was, I was yeah, gonna, it, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, if you get one penalty, which is that's harsh, but again, it is what it is. You know. Yeah, you jump, you jump offside. You're not a champion under Knowles, man. It's tough. He's tough. Hey, man, he's he's no bullshit. Or uh, we played, we played. Uh, when we when I played, I remember we had a week where uh, a player got the Jim Parker O lineman of the Week award, and he gave us he gave up a sack in the game, and I was so angry. It was hilarious because I was like, "How are we giving up?" And, and we were playing a Mac team, and he gave up a sack. And I was like, "How would you ever give the O lineman of the week up to a guy that gave a sack up? Like that? That's like should be an automatic, whatever, you know? But it is what it is." Here you get a little, little stunt here. You got a uh, – this is always tough, you know, because these guys are coming off the Rock the Double Team. Jerron does a nice uh, Wake, job here. Wake,
2: Wake, Wake, Wake Forest just scored touchdown in overtime. They, they uh, So Clemson's going to have to come back and score. So Wake Forest is now up 45-38 for those of you guys watching at home.
1: I love it. Oh, I love it. I got to block this. Yeah, Wake, Wake, Forest,
2: Wake Forest has been running this little delay – quarterback read, like, draw play, where they give it to the yeah. kid really late, they, like, kind of hold it in his belly like forever, and it forces the defensive lineman almost to kind of stand at the line. I've never seen a team hold it in the backfield like that quite as long as Way Forest has been doing it.
1: It's like a read option kind of thing? But it's
2: really weird. It's really long. I mean, it's really long. It's like, it's like purposely long.
0: You no, gotta watch it. Hyper- you gotta
2: watch that. The hyper, the hyper long thing. It's it's pretty, yeah, 45-38 Clemson's getting the ball now for, uh, their chance in overtime. So ma- ma- major upset alert going on right now. Now, as you, as you, as a, as a player, now, first of all, did you ever nap in the afternoons? But like hockey players, when we have games at night, the players go back, they eat and we have a really thing and they go back and they sleep. They, they go back and go back to sleep for like an hour or two in, in the afternoon. Did you ever sleep during
1: these night games in the afternoon? Okay. okay so here's the thing. This is why I hate night games. Um, the hardest part is with football, I think it's because we have so few games. We we feel like we have to have 50 million walkthroughs every day when we have night games. And in hockey, I don't think you have that. You probably don't, like, walk through the same – because hockey is more of a free-flow thing. Like, you're not walking through your power plays and your set plays, like, over and over and over and over again. Like, I think it's more, here's a scouting report. This is what we're going to run. Here's who, you know, whatever, like, whatever. But, like, football, I mean, it's like when we have – a night game, it's like, okay, that means we get to have 10 more walkthroughs today. We get to walk through more stuff. We get to script more stuff. We get to, like, it's like more, it's like getting, like, a bunch of busy work, basically. So, I, um, like, hockey players and, you know, basketball, NBA players, like, I feel like those guys, it's, like, more nap time. Like, they get the scouting report, chill, because those games are a little more free flowing than football is, but um, the hardest part of a night game is we have to figure out how much we can sleep. You know, so you get about a three-hour break in the middle of the day. Generally, that's what I used to be with Urban. I don't know if Ryan Day does that. Because Ryan, he literally takes the team over to the Woody Hayes now. And they do walkthroughs at the Woody instead of doing it at the at the, at the the uh, Blackwell Hotel where the team stays at. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, you, you have to fight that balance between feeling tired, groggy, watching the noon games, you know. Uh, Urban used to make the guys get up in the middle of the three hours, like after like ninety minutes, to get a peanut butter and jelly at the one snack room that we'd have set up on the floors with all the players, and you know it, it was like his. I mean, there was some sports dietitian or psychologist that said, oh, they can't sleep for three hours, or they'll, they'll never be able to play football, so they got to get up. But I, I don't know. I, I would try to sleep. I'd wake up and take like a hot shower, stretch, you know, just like you know. I don't know, just try to wake up, but you know, I, I just, you know, I, I'm like most human beings. Like I work during the day. So I'm used to working during the day. I like to get up. I feel the freshest when I'm up, you know, in the morning and I, I can get it going at noon, but um, I get the environment. I get it's better for recruiting. I know, but again, I just, I know coaches hate it. Their families hate it just because, you know, if it's a noon game, you're done now. So you get to go out, eat dinner, drink some beers, watch the night games, chill, because the only time you get off as a football coach is from after the game until Sunday morning at, you know, 830 or 9 or whenever Ryan has those guys come in at. So, you know, if you have a night game and you're done at 1 a.m., you get no time off. Like your your time off is literally while you're sitting at the hotel today. So I don't I don't know. Like I, I go back and forth on it. I think that it's uh I don't know. It, that was always the hardest part is trying to figure out how much you should sleep versus not sleep. And I, I only played in night games weren't nearly as prevalent back then. Obviously we didn't even have lights on the stadium. We had to rent lights that had like, you know, we had to plug into the stadium back in the day. We had to get those like what, rental lights for the Texas game in Oh five. And
2: what, what, what about eating? What was your big meal? Did you, did you have like a big, like, like almost like a, like a dinner at noon or something like that? Or what, you what know, was
1: the eating so I would eat like a, an absolute pig on Thursday and Friday, like Friday night, the team dinner, I ate pretty heavy saturday it was like you know urban would do like a buffet trestle did a a, like it was like a plated breakfast where it was like you got like eggs a chicken breast and a steak and then you know when we played a night game you would get like a your you know your three o'clock or four o'clock meal or three o'clock meal or whatever it was it would be like lasagna a chicken breast and like a flamingon. that was it like there's no buffet because they didn't want guys like eating like hogs so i um And I would absolutely inhale that. Like, I would eat that literally in probably 90 seconds. I'd eat the entire plate.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
3: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: And just get it in, get it out, get it digested, you know, take, you know, go to the bathroom, whatever. It's was just <laughs> you know, yeah, I, 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 I was telling you, I, I was like, man, I just want to get this in and out and I don't want to be burping up lasagna during pregame warm-ups and I don't know. You're like, like, a, I mean, you're, like you're
2: like a, you're like a jockey at the uh, Kentucky. Oh, or something yeah, like I'm that.
1: telling you, man, it, I'm telling you, it's just like, I, and, and I still do that sometimes. It drives my wife nuts. And she's like, why do you eat so fast? I was like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like I from like back in the olden days when I actually used to be an athlete and I used to be a football player. It's like I I would just inhale food. And it was, you know, it, it, it just like uh, the night before I wasn't like that. But I mean, when, when it was game days, man, I was just like. And the funny thing is I remember when we had those plated meals when I was coaching, I used to always give my food to Reed Fraggle and Norwell and Jack. and Because like they don't give them that much food. And I'm like, do you guys want my steak? Do you guys want my chicken? Do you guys want my? Because like, you know, I would always go up into the press box and eat food. You know, because I mean, I, I'd set my, you know, I we get to the stadium two and a half hours before the game, and I would legit, um... <coughs> excuse me, I would legit like go upstairs and they have like city barbecue and like McC- McCafes, and then I would go into Gene and Sheila Smith's Suite and I'd eat their food because they always had really good food, and they're right next, they were literally right next to the press box where the where the coaches sit. They're like. They have like the home coaches box where like the you know the Ohio State sits. You have the athletic director suite, and then on the very next side of it, on the other side of it is the away coaches box. So I would be up, you know, I didn't have to do anything when I was a GA. I mean I would literally walk up into the you know, I would get dressed, which takes two minutes when you're GA. you put on khakis and a polo. So I mean it's not hard. And I'd go get my notebooks and my pens and get everything set up and taped to the walls our little charts that we had and our little scouting reports. I'd get the, I'd literally go up in the press box and I'd sit there for an hour, hour and a half before, you know, I I went down on the field before warmups. Yeah, I'd I'd sit up there for probably an hour just that I I had nothing else to do other than sit in the locker room. And it's like, there's nothing to really watch in the locker room. So I'd rather be up there and just kind of, you know, get some food, drink some coffee, go through my notes. um, And then I would head down onto the field for for pregame warmups and I'd look at the, I'd, I'd always be kind of scouting the guys on, the opposing team just to see if there's anybody that was hurt, anybody that um you know we thought might be injured, or just check on them, see if they were dressed, that kind of thing. Um, and I head back in the locker room. You know, I'd always just stay out on the field the whole time because there's no reason for me to be in the locker room. I so I'd be out there scouting the opposing team and then I'd go uh, go down there with you know for warm-ups and whatever with the O line. And but generally I uh when, when the when the team, when Ohio State was warming up, I'd always be on the opposite sideline uh, like I'd be on our bench area, but I'd be down at the other end watching Penn State's D line warm up. Because something that well, the guys well, love that I used. What's up?
2: I was gonna say, what's the biggest thing you've ever picked up out of a warm up? Have you ever picked up anything, anything of significance out of a warm up, out of a, an, another team's preparation, like a, a, a something, a, you know, an injury, a key, uh, uh, a play, uh, just a formation, anything you ever, to, anything that to, to watch for in the warm up.
1: No, something I always would watch and I would always write down and take notes of is, like, whatever their favorite pass rush move is. Like, what do they do in one-on-one pass rush? Like, whoever, if we're playing a big DN like Kerrigan or J.J. Watt, like, what, you know, when they do that one, they usually get one shot at one-on-one pass pro versus their first O-line. And I always write down what their move was. If they did a rip, they did a spin, did a bull rush, whatever, just to kind of get, like, a a little thought on... Yeah, I, I tell Jack and Norwell and Corey Lindsley and those guys say, "Hey, this is what he did." Uh, something I'll never forget that was really weird is Devin Steele, who played for Pitt, Penn State, and he was really, really good—real good real D good tackle. Um, obviously, his daughter, uh, you know, famously had can you know, she had cancer. She survived it. She's awesome. Uh, but but he was a really good player, and I remember Larry Johnson was a coach. This is an eleven, I believe, when uh when um yeah, it was eleven and. and uh it was it was right after Paterno got fired. You know, he might have died. Actually, I think he might have died. Like I think I think it literally was like he like died like that week or something like that. And and we were uh we were going through or or he got fired. I think he might have gotten fired. I don't know if he died yet, but it it was like, you know, it was like Tom Bradley's first game as the interim head coach and and you know, LJ was still there and Devin still was their best player by far on defense. And I remember during pregame warm-ups, he didn't do anything. Like he didn't he didn't go through the warmups. He just stood there the whole time. And I've never seen that before. I've never seen a guy not do the pregame stuff, not do the, 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 the you, know, you know, the one Oh one D I never saw, not do any of the, the fits versus the O line. And uh, it was just interesting because like, I, I thought he was hurt or he's concealing an injury or there's something they don't want you to know. Cause I, I mean, like everybody goes through warm ups. I mean, granted there's some guys that kind of screw around in warm ups. There's some guys that take away way more serious than others. Um, I was always pretty serious about warmups generally, just because I wanted to make sure I was all tuned up and lathered up, ready to go. But like I, he didn't do anything. So I, I mentioned that to the guys. and Then he played the whole game, so I wasn't sure if he had like a knee or an ankle or a a rib or something where he was trying to uh, limit the amount of contact. Or it was just it was stranger. And, and something that a lot of guys do if they are going to get toradol, which is a painkiller, is they don't get it injected until after warmups. So, I think that might have been it because I, I used to take Torto when I had a broken foot in 05 and I played every game. It was horrendously painful. And I literally would do warm ups without the painkiller and it would hurt like hell. And then I would, you know, I, I kind of like would take it easy a little bit. And then I'd get in the locker room because, you know, the start of warm ups is like 50 minutes before kickoff. So, I mean, you know, if that stuff only lasts for two hours, you want to get it as close to kickoff as you can. So that it, it lasts for as as much of the game as it can. So if you do it, like, before warm-ups, then you're, like, eating up an hour of it when you're just kind of BSing around in, in the warm-up stuff. So I would always take it after the, the warm-ups. I'd go into the little training room, and they'd get the giant the needle out that was, like, this big. And they would just jam that thing in me. And it hurt, like, absolute hell. And it was just like – and I I'm not scared of needles or anything, but I don't like severe pain like most people. And it hurt, like, hell. And I was like, oh, my God. So – that was never fun, but then my foot would go numb, and it was amazing. So that made, that made playing a lot easier because, I mean, playing with the, the pain in my foot that I had to practice with all week sucked. So the highlight of my week was literally getting a painkiller. <laughs> so yeah, well, but uh, yeah.
2: Clemson, Clemson just won in overtime against Wake Forest, and they were showing up a, a that Brian Brees' dad, that number yeah. 11 for Clemson, you know, the, the big guy. Boy, his dad is a bigger jack wagon than the kid. I mean, the the dad was out there like taunting the Wake Forest fans and doing stuff like that. It's like, really? Now you know where the kid. Yeah, now you know where the kid got it. You know, the dad is a complete jackwagon. Yeah, yeah. How the rest? How how
1: did Michigan finish up? I've just been focused on this game. I've been studying as much as I can and.
2: Yeah, last time I looked, they 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 are they had kind of pulled away. Maryland, had just kind of squandered so many opportunities. Michigan, Michigan's not a great football team. This is this is going to be one of those ones where they come into the stadium. I hope, I really do hope and pray that they're undefeated, so we can just go in and just just beat the heck out of them. But this is not a great this is not a great Michigan team. And, yeah, and I mean Corm, I, that, little, I, I, that, 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 that little Smurf Corum running back, yeah, he, he's fine,
1: but you know, yeah. come on. Yeah, Quinn years didn't start today. He was, They literally list him as an or in the quarterback list, so that was interesting. Uh, Bama's got Vanderbilt. We got I'm just kind of going through some of the scores. So Michigan, wow, it's only a seven-point game, so they probably didn't cover. 34-27 versus Maryland. Georgia, only 39-22 to versus the golden flashes of Kent State. Okay. All right, so that's not a cover. Penn State, snooze through Central Michigan, 33-14. Baylor beat Iowa State. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of going through uh, some of the games that just that just went final. So, But, yeah. what, did, do you, what do you, did, Go ahead. Did you watch the Missouri-Auburn game? Oh,
2: my gosh. Missouri-Auburn. Missouri gets the ball down to the five-yard line. End of regulation. Tied 14-14. Has a field goal. A 22-yard field goal to win the game with no time left. Misses mm-hmm. the field goal. Goes to overtime. Holds Auburn to a field goal. Gets the ball, the guy's running into the end zone, holds the ball out to the end zone, fumbles it. Auburn recover literally as he's going in the end zone. Fumbles, like recovers, like
1: loses. Leon Leon let style.
2: Leon Lett's style. Lett style loses seventeen points. Yes. Minutes. Yeah. God,
1: that's, that's, what, that's... what was the game? What was the game the other day? Was it an NFL game or what game was it where the guy like he like he like put the ball out and just dropped it like literally right as he hit right as he crossed oh, well, line. That, that
2: was like, the end. That was the end of the uh, of the.
1: The, the Cardinals Raiders game. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah the guy. Hey, yeah.
2: hey how, how about run through the back of the end zone with the ball? Like, dude, I, isn't that come on. Yeah.
1: And you're <laughs> not being like, you're not being like Mr. Get off that lawn guy, but it's just like, you know, I mean, I see that and I'm like, don't they remember like Deshaun Jackson was the greatest one ever. Cause he like, yeah, he tried to do like a somersault at the army all American game from like the seven yard line. <laughs> and he landed on like the two and like, and he drops <laughs> the ball. And then he's like, he's like, you know, throwing up crips and bloods or whatever and then all of a sudden it's like you know he fumbles and like oh i didn't fumble and i'm like yeah that is uh that is substandard in some par how about ucla's 3 oh? there you go they're waxing colorado of course yeah,
2: yeah. Ch- chip chip's got them going man i'm telling you what they've they, got them going on they don't they, it, it ucla is a sleeping giant if they you know. Oh, talk really? about a program that like can be good. And you don't even have to he, he doesn't even have to leave Southern California. He wouldn't have to leave Orange County. And no. they can put together a really good football team and there's just so many football players out there. And uh I I loved it when Bob Toledo was out there they used relevant on the national scene. I, I'd love to see them relevant again. That'd be good for college football.
1: I totally agree. Totally agree. What uh so you guys in the chat, so most of you guys. I hope you guys are on Buckeye Scoop. We're going to be switching to the game thread shortly. Checking out our thread. So any, any any questions in the in the thread that we can? That so we, we can got discuss? one. All right, what do you? All right, from my man C Grizzard, what are you guys' opinion on Michigan now that they've played somebody? Huh? I mean, I think you answered that uh-huh. in Nevada. Yeah, you know, no. kind of a wet fart, you know. Yeah, I mean they're just
2: they're who we thought they are. I mean, yeah, you know they're they're that that same team they get the little smurf running back and they throw it to the tight end oh, and damn. harbaugh will just run it up the middle and they'll do their thing and their defense is fine and you know they're just they're just fine you know there's there's no way that ohio state is going to lose those guys this year ohio state is going to wax that team that that yeah. that is going to be one if you can get our futures bet on that game bet ohio state against michigan it's just, it, it, talk about a game for, for day's legacy. I mean, day cannot afford to lose twice in a row to Michigan. Like, I mean, losing once up there at Ann Arbor was kind of like, okay, he can't lose a second time to Michigan. And he knows that. And, and Ryan day is a great college football coach. They, uh, and, and I, I just don't say anything that Michigan can do. That's particularly scary. And they're not gonna be able to run that bully ball against us this year. I'm just telling you that that's, it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, so so this is uh this is a this is the three linebacker look that we could potentially see tonight. Um we've got uh, we've got Cody, we've got EA in, uh Yeah, this is uh this is pretty
0: brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
3: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Yeah, I, I think this is about as close as i've seen to
2: uh i, mean, I mean, is... cody Cody's been good people talk a lot about steel and about tommy and necessarily so but cody's think... been really good he's Dude, been think, really
1: good i think Cody's awesome i just think that people you know they he had both of his shoulders like ripped out of the sockets last year and he had to have massive soldiers it's just like i'm like what do you guys expect out of, you know we said he was good last year and then he you know when a guy like you know, it'd be like if i said man this receiver looks really good and then he tears his ACL it's like yeah, it's probably not going to look good anymore. But, like, when a, when a linebacker doesn't have his shoulders, it's like – I mean, he's, like – he's basically handicapped. This is an old under front. Yeah, you, know, you got your shade. I and mean, this is what we could easily see against Wisconsin because this is a Wisconsin kind of formation here. You got your wing. You know, this is two tight ends. This is your, you know, your, your tailback. I mean, this is a Wisconsin-type formation. This would easily be an adjustment. Um, you got your safety. You know, you got Kai down here playing strong. You get free back here. You know, you got Sonny. That is the kind of formation we could easily see. You know, I mean, this is, again, sometimes you just got to, you got to match, like, you know, if this is a fullback, you know, if if they do that in the tailback, you know, you get your tight end. This is is a front we could easily see against Wisconsin. And again, that's the good thing about playing a team like Toledo is you could put this stuff on film uh, before the game. You know, they could break it down. You know, obviously 77-21. So, you know, Toledo is trying to run the ball and get out of here. Um, and again they they did a good job and and they might win the mac i mean i thought i was really impressed with them obviously they don't have the firepower to run with our guys but you know they had some really good players um just a counter you know just easy stuff you know you're getting kind of everybody in the game at this point you're getting the walk-ons in you're getting the freshmen in so um a little surprise ty Leeks in there still i mean you got hero here's hero canoe you got kenyatta uh, I think that's Caden Curry. Is that 92? I, yeah, there's, yeah, but there's how, Caden how Cade,
2: does, does Caden Curry get any burn tonight?
1: Yes I, or no? You not? know, I, I don't know. Maybe. I think that the, the hardest part about Caden is he's undersized. So, you know, but I think that if you put a gun to my head and said, who's our fourth best defensive end right now, I'd say Caden over J, uh, John, Javante G. He We had two sacks last week, but, you know, I think Javante is a heavier guy, so he's probably harder to move in the running game. I'm sure he is. Um, but, you know, there, I think there's a big... You know, if if you ask me to rank them, you know it's it's Jack, then it's uh, JT, then it's uh, you know H- Harrison, you know then there's a <coughs> big old gap, and then it you know then then you get down into you know uh, JJB, you get Caden, you know kind so,
2: Tyler Friday.
1: Yeah, I I I mean, and and Tyler, I, I think honestly, I think that. You know, you'd probably put these two side by side because just based on the rotation that Jim Knowles has been or Larry Johnson has been playing. Um, you know, I, I think that Friday is kind of in that he's kind of in that second tier next to JJV, just based on when these guys come into the game, how many snaps they're getting. So, um, you know, and, and Tyler, Tyler is a great kid, he's tough as nails, plays really hard. Uh he's the guy that a lot, you know, these guys respect, but again, he's a smaller guy, you know. So I mean, when you're playing Wisconsin, like you gotta get the the cam, you know, I mean yeah, when we played him in 07 and when we were number one in the nation against the run, we gave up 60 yards a game on the ground. Um, we had cam Hayward and, and Vernon at the two ends. We had two of the best ends in school history that were big monsters. And those are the kind of guys that I think Wisconsin doesn't really want to see. So, well, uh, we almost got through all this film in Nevada. I'm going to wrap this. I got to head to the stadium. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I have decent, uh, internet connection. I might try to stream from there. Uh, any final thoughts as we are counting down? We are three hours from kickoff. I gotta go brave this Columbus traffic. Um any final thoughts before uh the foot hits the ball and the Badgers play the Buckeyes?
2: Uh, big win for the Buckeyes. Uh big effort all the way around, and Ohio State makes a big special teams play that blows the game open.
1: Yeah. I uh I totally agree. I think that it's uh it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun night in the shoe. It's a, you know I, I wear black every game, so it doesn't matter if it's a red out, blue out, purple out. I'm wearing black every game, so everybody can join me in wearing black. Um, so I'm gonna wrap this thing up, guys. As always, we appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a like. Subscribe to the channel. If you really want to have some fun, join bucketscoop.com. We are going to be on the game thread uh nevada bill green uh tj downing the helm pick we have a ton of guys the oracle all through that game thread uh the biggest game thread in the industry for ohio state football super active we dive into that thing we love having it it's a blast so hope you guys are doing great the availability report should be out in two hours or so we'll have that posted on there But if you guys want the latest inside news on Ohio State, it looks like we're not going to see Denzel Burke tonight. Jackson Smith and Jigba, looks like we're not going to see him either. So there's going to be probably some more other injuries that will be breaking. I'm heading to the stadium. I will let you guys know what I see. And I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you guys, Buckeye Nation. You guys are the best. Thank you, Scoop family. I will see you guys on Buckeyescoop.com. If you're going to the game, drive safe. Enjoy the game. If you're watching from home, there's no better companion than Buckeyescoop.com and the game thread. We have the best community In the entire game. And we have some of the greatest people in the world. So our people are jazzed up. So crack a beverage, get that big old plate of food, get that TV turned up, and let's rock. Appreciate you guys. Go Bucks, beat Wisconsin.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
3: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? Lucky?